Thank you very much. Let's take God's Word together tonight and turn to the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel, if you would. 1 Samuel chapter 7. I do not intend to preach for very long this evening, but I do have a word I hope to, that will encourage you. And uh, we have gone through many challenges recently as a church, and many of you have gone through challenges as, as families and individuals. And I want to give you something tonight that I trust will be a blessing and an encouragement to you. I was recently handed a book. One of our, our workers from the Crown Christian Heritage Trust handed me a book just the other night. And I opened the, the, the cover of the book. It was an old tattered book that had been around for years. The cover had been taken off and had been taped together. And when I opened the book and I saw the title of it, the title itself brought tears to my eyes. It's a book about going through great conflict and great difficulty and struggles. And this young lady knew what we were going through as a church and uh, by faith passed the book on to me and I opened it up and read the first chapter and in the first chapter I found some of these truths I want to share with you this evening. I trust will be a blessing to you. 1 Samuel chapter 7 is a victory chapter and it is a chapter that follows a season of defeat or a season of difficulty for Israel. Now let's be very honest. You cannot walk through this life without finding yourself sometimes in the valley. That's a part of life. It is impossible to walk on this journey of life and escape the valleys. There's never been one human being that has walked through life without having a valley. But it's how you respond in those times of difficulty. Well, we find Israel coming out of the valley. It's interesting. Life seems to be a series of mountains and valleys and mountains and valleys. That's certainly how Israel Lived. And if you remember the story, the ark had been taken from the nation of Israel and had just been returned and the Philistines had attacked the nation of Israel. And we have this, look with me please, and, uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 7. Let's begin reading in verse number 3. And Samuel spake unto all the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return unto the Lord with all your hearts. Now, I, I love this, that God is such a God, He's such a Father, that Although he chastens the ones that he loves, that if you're his child and you go astray, you can almost be certain that very soon, if you live long enough away from God, very soon you can expect that old slap that our Father sometimes gives us to bring us back home. And that's what's happening here. At the beginning of the chapter, the men of Kirjath-Jerim came, fetched up the ark of the Lord, brought it into the house of Abinadab in the hill, and sanctified Eleazar his son to keep the ark of God. And it came to pass that while the ark abode in Kirjath-Jerim, that the time was long, it was 20 years. All the house lamented, of Israel lamented after the Lord. The ark wasn't where it should be, signifying the people of God wasn't where they should be. Would you look here for a moment? Anytime the worship of God is not what it should be, then the people of God are not what they should be. And this was 20 years. These people, the worship of Almighty God was not what it should be, and therefore the people of God were not what they should be. And the Bible says, the prophet of God says, if you return unto the Lord with all of your heart. Would you look here tonight? If you are away from God, the first thing that we hear is if you return, meaning you can. That's conditional. If you come home. If you come home, return to the Lord with all of your hearts, then put away the strange gods and Ashtaroth from among you, and prepare your hearts unto the Lord, and serve Him only, and He will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. They were now really living in fear of the enemy. Have you ever been living in fear? 
living in fear of sin, living in fear of the consequences of sin, living in fear of the enemy. That's the way they were. And the, and the, the answer to that is repentance. The answer to that is to come home to God, put away your false gods, come home to God, trust in Him, prepare your hearts, and He'll be with you. The Bible says the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth, and they served God only. That's a good place to begin. That's a good place to start. And Samuel said, Gather all of Israel to Mizpah. I will pray for you unto the Lord. And so they gathered all together to Mizpah. They drew the water, poured it out before the Lord, a drink offering, and fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. There's confession. And Samuel judged the children of Israel in Mizpah. And when the Philistines, watch this, when the Philistines, the enemy, heard the children of Israel were gathered together in Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the children of Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. They were used to living in fear. But there was something different this time. They had repented. Can I just say this? When you're living and walking with God, you have nothing to fear. Did you know that? Would you look here for a moment? If you and I are living and walking with God, you have nothing to be afraid of. It's only when you know you're not right with God that you're afraid. Oh, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to be in trouble. And so they were trying to get themselves right with the Lord. They'd just come back to the Lord, confessed their sins, repented, set aside their false gods, but they still couldn't help but be afraid because they'd only just come back to God. And the children of Israel said to Samuel, Cease not to cry unto the Lord. Keep praying. Cease not to cry unto the Lord our God for us, that he will save us out of the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a suckling lamb, offered it for a burnt offering holy unto the Lord, and Samuel cried unto the Lord for Israel, and the Lord heard him. What a wonderful promise that he hears us when we pray. And Samuel, as Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, watch this, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel, but the Lord thundered with a great thunder on that day upon the Philistines and discomfited them, and they were smitten before Israel. Can you imagine? Israel didn't, didn't even have to fight. Do you know when you finally get right with God, when you repent of your sins, confess your sins, come back to the Lord, putting aside your false gods, then God will fight for you. We don't even have to fight. And the Bible says the Lord fought for them and smote them. And the men of Israel went out of Mizpah, pursued the Philistines and smote them until they came under um, Bethkar. Now watch this in verse 12. Then Samuel took a stone. And set it between Mizpah and Shin, and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto hath the Lord helped us. I want you to think about that word for a moment. Hitherto. Hitherto. I've circled that word in my Bible. That word means up until this point, God has helped us. Now, would you look here? Let's have a little bit of a survey. How many of you believe that God has brought you to where you are today? Would you raise your hand? Now, when, let me give you some advice. The next time you are discouraged, the next time the enemy puts doubt in your mind, and you feel like giving up and quitting, if you can stop and remember what God has done for you already, if you can stop and consider how far God has brought you already. Now, here's what Samuel did. He put a stone up, and he put that stone, I imagine it was a big stone, he put it, the Bible says, in the middle of two places, between Mizpah and Shin, and he wanted that to forever be a reminder to God's people that God had delivered them thus far. Now let me tell you what that does. 
What that does is every time you look on that stone, for these people, every time they saw that stone, it was a reminder that God was not against them, that God was for them. It was a reminder that God won the battle for them, that they didn't even have to fight that day. It was a reminder that they had no strength of their own. They couldn't do it their own. They were far away from God. They repented of their sins, came home to God, and God fought for them. And that would remind them that God is with them. It would do you good tonight to put up a memorial stone somewhere. I don't mean literally. Maybe it is. Maybe you put a little stone somewhere on your, on your fireplace mantle. You put a little stone on your dashboard to say, God brought me this far. Look what God has done. Look where God has brought me. I was once living like that, but now I'm living like this. I was once in that mess, and God got me out of that mess. Has God been good to you? Hitherto has the Lord helped us. Now, that stone was a reminder that God did it. They didn't do it. He did it. Now, can I tell you one of the biggest problems in Christianity today is we have a very man-centered Christianity, meaning we talk about what we have done. We talk about what we have accomplished. We talk about what, how, what, how far we've gone, how much we've grown. But the truth is we haven't done anything. If it wasn't for God's grace, if it wasn't for God's power, we would not be here today. And so it would do each one of us good to say, God brought me here. Now this is a pattern found in the Old Testament. Moses did it. Moses set aside a day. Do you remember the Passover was set aside as a memorial to remind God's people that God brought them out of Egypt. Would you look here for a moment? How many of you have been born again? Would you raise your hand? That's a big stone you need to put up somewhere. That's a big reminder somewhere. You need to remind yourself every day when you look in the mirror. I've been saved, born again, washed by the blood of Jesus. I'm not what I used to be. Now, I promise you, Satan will get into your little ear. And he'll whisper into your ear, look at you, you call yourself a Christian. You're a failure. Look at you. And you've got to remind him, hitherto hath the Lord helped me. God has brought me this far. I know I'm not what I should be. It was John Newton, the man who wrote Amazing Grace, once said this, I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not what I could be. I'm not what I should be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. And that's something good to remember. That you may not be what you ought to be, but praise the Lord, you're not what you used to be. And if you can remind yourself, we sometimes sing that song, Come thou fount of every blessing. That second verse says, uh, Hitherto, uh, here I raise my Ebenezer. Hither by thy help I've come. That comes directly from this portion of Scripture. The Lord has been mindful of us. I was reading in that little book a story of a woman, 39 years old. She worked for a cotton mill or some sort of uh, industrial mill back in, the, back in the Victorian era. And the boss, the manager of the mill, decided he would take some of his workers to the sea, to the ocean. So he took some of his workers, and it happened to be a load of women who had been laboring and working. And here was a 39-year-old woman who had never seen the ocean. Can you imagine? And here she was. She was brought to the very edge of the ocean. And, and, and the book says she stood there mesmerized. And she turned, and she looked, and she said, she said to her boss, Captain, where does it start from? gazing mile after mile after mile, not seeing anything but water. Uh, Captain, where does it start from? And he, and he said, the only thing he could think of saying was, from God. From God. As she stood there gazing, she, she said a few moments later, I suppose he just keeps filling it up. 
Now, what a very simple way of thinking about the ocean, but what a very true way to think about your life and your faith. When you look back over, when you hitherto from this point, if you turn back and look back over your life and you see the ocean of God's grace, the ocean of God's love, the ocean of His mercy, and you see wave after wave of how good God has been to you. Are you listening? When you consider that and you say, where did it start from? From God. Think about how good God's been to you today. You're alive, you're healthy, you're strong. You have clothes on your back. You probably ate something today. You had food on your table. You had a car to ride in today. We have, we've been given a sound mind. So many things that God has blessed us with that we take for granted. And we look back and say, God has done that. And he keeps filling it up. Sometimes you feel like you're running out of chances. How many of you have ever felt like that? That if you sin one more time, God's going to cast you out into the depths of the sea. That's a lie. He keeps filling up the ocean with grace. He keeps filling it up with mercy. He keeps filling it up with his love. He just keeps filling it up. And it would do us all good today to put up a stone to say, Hitherto God hath helped me. But there's another word I want to share with you tonight. These two words work hand in hand. Hitherto, I want you to take God's word with me, please, and turn as well to the New Testament. And I want you to look at, and, and let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 8. Verse number 7, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Are you listening? Hitherto means up until this point, God has helped me. Here's another word. Henceforth, meaning from now on. I want you to think for a moment. If there's a hitherto, if we can look back and see what God has done to bring us this far, surely we can by faith say, if he's done that, he will do this. And this is the way as a Christian we must learn to live. Uh, hitherto says up until this point, God has been. Henceforth says God therefore will be. And you and I have got to learn how to live by faith. We've got to learn to look back over the blessings of life and see the hand of God moving and working and therefore say, by the, by the grace of God and by faith, I believe that from this day forward, He will continue to lead me. He will continue to bless me. He will continue to guide me. Henceforth. I think too many of us live in fear. Too many of us live in doubts and unbelief when we should be judging by what God has already done, be able to say, from this day forward, Romans chapter 5 is one of my favorite, uh, Romans is one of my favorite books in the Bible, but Romans chapter 5 is such a beautiful book, packed, gem full of doctrine, beautiful chapter. But in Romans 5, the Bible says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God. That's a hitherto. We got peace with God. We, through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith. That's a hitherto. We have peace with God. We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We have hope. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by which the Holy Ghost is given unto us. We have reason to believe, the Scriptures say, 
we can glory in our trial and in our valley and in our tribulation knowing that this is working, working in me. This trial is bringing about endurance. It's making me stronger. And experience tells me I've done it before. I can do it again. Experience tells me hitherto hath God brought me and faith tells me henceforth He will continue to bring me. How many of you know God has brought you through something difficult? Would you raise your hand? Then why would you doubt that He's going to bring you through the next difficult thing? Why would you doubt Him? Why do you think you're not going to make it through this one? I love this word, henceforth. Psalm 125 is a, is a, has a recorded for us the same word. Verse 2, it says this, As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about His people from henceforth even forever. Psalm 125 is the sixth psalm in the psalm of ascents. These are the songs that they would sing, the nation of Israel would sing as they were marching, going to Jerusalem for the, for the feast day, for, the, for the, great, the greatest of the days. And as they would go, they would sing one after another. As they would get closer, they would sing a, a particular psalm. And this one is number six. As they would get closer, they would see the mountains all around Jerusalem. And the Bible says, as the mountains are around Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about His people from henceforth, from this day forever. Now, what a visual reminder. As I saw the mountains rising up all around them, they would sing, just like these mountains are all around Jerusalem, God is all around us from today and forever. If He has been around me, if He's kept me and protected me, surely He will continue, henceforth. Again, in Psalm 131 and verse number 3, let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. We, we prayed a moment ago for those who don't have any hope. The reason people don't have any hope is because they're, not, they're hoping in all the wrong things. If you hope in the government, you're going to be sunk. If you hope in society, you're going to be sunk. If you hope in another person, you're going to be lost. But if you hope in God, the psalmist says, Oh, my soul, why art thou disquieted within me? Why are you so depressed? He says to himself, Hope thou in God. Hope in, stop looking at yourself. Hope in God. Is there anything too hard for God? No. Has God been good to us? Yes. Jesus uses this word seven times. Henceforth. Two times I'll share with you. John chapter 14. He gives us one time. He uses this word from this point forward. And verse number seven. If ye had known me, you should have known my father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Jesus said, look, from this day forward, you're going to know the Father. From this day forward, I want to, you're going to learn more of him. What a promise to hear Jesus saying to his disciples, look, you should have already known the Father because you've been walking with me. But you will from this day forward, you're going to know more of him. What a promise. I love the promise in the scriptures. He that hath begun a good work in us will perform it. He will finish it. Meaning, if he started the work in your life, he's going to finish it. You don't have to be afraid that God's going to leave you behind. God leaves no unfinished business. If he started it, he's going to finish it. He's not like me. I started a chicken coop about two or three years ago and still haven't finished it. It's got half a roof on it. God leaves no unfinished business. The Lord, when he starts something, he will finish it. We have that promise henceforth from now, from now on. In the 15th chapter of John, I love this verse. Greater love, verse 13, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. 
Would you look this way? If you've been born again tonight, you're a friend of God. That's amazing. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth, are you listening? Verse 15. Hence, there's that word again. From this day forward, from this point forward, I called you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Can you imagine that Jesus calls you a friend? Now we call him Lord, but he calls us friend. We bow the knee and rightfully so. We say, King of kings and Lord of lords, uh, you're my master, I'm your servant. And Jesus puts his hand on your shoulder and says, you're my friend. I call you my, from now on, I call you my friend. We have this idea sometimes, and, and sometimes it starts right. We have this idea that God is some far off God that you cannot get near to. He's always upset with us. He's always got a big stick ready to whack us over the head. But the truth is, the scriptures say when you enter into that relationship by faith, when you repent of your sins and are born again, you are his child and you are a friend of Jesus Christ. And henceforth to call you no more servants but friends. Paul uses the word henceforth when he writes to the Corinthians, to the Galatians, to the Ephesians, to the Romans, and to Timothy. We read, we read it a moment ago in 2 Timothy 4. He's, he's dying. He's coming to the end of his life. And he says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Here's what he's saying. Hitherto hath the Lord brought me. I have fought a good fight because God brought me here. I have finished my course because God put me on the course. And he promised that if he started it, he would finish it. And I've kept the faith, not because I'm strong, but because he's kept me in it. Hitherto has the Lord brought me, henceforth. You see the connection? Hitherto, henceforth. God's brought me this far, and therefore I know he will take me that far. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. What faith, what assurance. Look, if, if, if he knew what God had been, he could therefore know what God would be. And that's what we have today. Hitherto demands a henceforth. Can I, would you, did you catch that? Hitherto demands a henceforth. If you know that God has been good to you, then you must by faith believe that he will continue to be good for you. It is absolutely absurd and unbelievable for you to say, God's been good to me, but I don't think he's going to do it anymore. Well, do you think God's changed? Hitherto he's brought me, henceforth he will bring me. Now, there are rough days ahead. There are dark days ahead. There are troubles and valleys ahead. But hasn't God brought us thus far already? Surely he's going to keep bringing us. Surely he's going to keep taking us and leading us. Hasn't he already walked with you through the fire? Hasn't he already walked with you through those difficult days? Then surely, surely by faith we believe that he will continue. I believe it and I hope you do as well. What an amazing principle. And tonight I want you to know that there is nothing ahead that God doesn't already know, that he hasn't already seen, and that he will not carry you through. By faith we keep our eyes and trust him. Has he been good to you? He will be. Hitherto, henceforth. Sometimes we get knocked off track by difficulties. By, we get blindsided, it seems like. 
by things we didn't expect. But we have a promise that He will continue to be with us. I thank the Lord that we have seen it in our own, with our own eyes in this church, in this congregation. We've seen His hand of protection, of blessing. He's been with us the last couple of years, hasn't He? So I, I'm emboldened. I think you are. Our faith has been strengthened. He's walked with us through these last couple of challenging years. Why would He not in the years that lie ahead? I don't know how much time we have left. But I do believe by faith, henceforth, from this day forward, He will continue to be with us. I want you to bow your head with me in prayer. And we'll sing our final hymn in just a moment. Father, we give thanks that we can look back and see that you have been good. You have brought us thus far. We did not get here by ourselves. We know that and we confess it, Lord. Thy hand has carried us. You have picked us up and carried us through the most turbulent of times. When we felt that we were drowning, Lord, your hand was underneath of us holding us up. When we felt that we had slipped so far that we would never get back up, it was thy hand that reached down and picked us up, pulled us up out of the miry clay and set our feet upon a rock. We praise and thank thee, Lord, that you have delivered us, that you have saved us, kept us, guided us. And Lord, tonight we believe by faith that henceforth, from this day forward, you will continue. Help us, I pray. We confess we know not what a day may bring forth. We don't have any idea what shall happen tomorrow. But we do believe, Lord, that you are there already, and that you will carry us through. So, Father, help us today to trust thee. I pray for those tonight who are lost and they, they cannot see your hand. They're looking back at their life and they, they cannot see you moving and working in their lives. I pray that that would begin now, that tonight in this place, they would begin to see the hand of an almighty God working in their hearts and lives. Bring them, Lord, to yourself. Save them, Lord. Help them to get sick and tired of living for themselves. Help them to be sick and tired.